Recalibration Matrix is sponsored by Discount Games, Inc. and Muse on Minis. Discount Games, Inc. offers the maximum allowed discount on Marvel Crisis Protocol. When you order $30 or more, you will receive free domestic shipping. Visit us at www.discountgamesinc.com. Muse on Minis creates the highest quality gaming accessories. You can buy our product at www.museonstore.com. It is Recalibration Matrix. I am your host, Jay Larson, and joining me as always is your friendly neighborhood, Greg Webster. Hey, Greg. Hey, Jay. I am a little bit on pins and needles on if this is going to work. It feels like my Dell laptop's being held together by a, a wish and a dream, and so, yeah. fingers crossed. And Skype yeah. is being Skype. Yeah. Thanks, Microsoft. <laughs> but it's it's been a while since we've uh, had a chat. Has there been anything new or exciting going on in your life? Oh my God, everything new and exciting is happening in my life. But um, I th- most... I thought that you were basically I I thought the summation of your life was that cartoon you posted where you're getting bombarded by lemons and you're surrounded by lemonade and you're just yeah that's awesome. exciting. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, the two, the lemon tube just directly hits <laughs> into my head, and I have shelves of lemonade on the other side. I am tired of the lemonade, but I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep saying that that's exciting. So, at least I'm not bored, Jay. Um, There's, you're not bored. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> stop living the. Uh, Chinese curse of living in living in interesting times. times yeah. Um, we we played at my local store. We played the um, what's it called? Uh, separation anxiety kit. Mm-hmm. And I think it's my favorite way to play MCP. <laughs> I I had so much fun. It takes about two hours to play a four person game, which I'm like that seems fine to me. Um. Yeah, I mean, you, you haven't played it, it takes right? me two hours a lot of times. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've gotten most of my games are one hour. So for yeah. this, people were like, this is taking long. And I was like, it's a two hour game. Like, that's fine. Yeah, chillax. Mm-hmm. And so it's you, you have four people. Everybody has 11 points and three tactics cards. And there's little symbiotes that you can like pull out of a canister and you get a victory point for the symbiotes. And there's a deck of random symbiotes. And we kept having the funniest, like, um, Scornergy cards come up. So, like, Amazing Spider-Man picked up a character that gave him long movement and a new attack. And I was like, this is useless. Great. <laughs> and, uh, King, oh my god, Kingpin picked up one that let him reduce all damage by one. So he could reduce all uh, damage by two, because they're different. And we were like, uh-huh. no. <laughs> there was, yes, oh, Lizard is. picked up a healing one. And we were like, and it. There was one that, like, lets you have more than, it ha- lets you have 15 power max, and you generate, like, two or three extra power a turn. It's just, there's some really crazy ones in there. And so, like, you're just trying to knock symbiotes off of people and fight over the points. Um, it was a lot of fun. It's a really wacky mode, and it's definitely random and unbalanced. But that's exactly what I wanted a 
a play mode with a ton of symbiotes to be. That's fair, yeah. I, uh, I'm basically counting down, uh, opening up my advent calendar until I, I get to watch Dune, so, very excited. Yeah, I'm seeing it on the 23rd. Are you, are you gonna go actually watch it in the theater? Jay, I rented an entire movie theater to watch it with my COVID-afraid friends so that yeah, they all feel amazing. comfortable. And we're, so amazing. we're basically paying like 25 bucks each to watch nice. it in a theater. And I was like, honestly, that's not bad. And it's the theater, the theater I like to go to is in a mall, but it has recliners. Yeah. And yeah I was yeah. like, that's, nice. that's fine. That's all I want. Excellent. Well, yeah, I'm, really I'm looking forward to that. Um, I guess let's, let's do a little news in relation to the podcast. So. Um, we have deactivated the Patreon and, you know, between when we were in pandemic lockdown times and Greg wasn't working and I, you know, didn't have as many responsibilities going on, it felt like, um, we were pretty good at getting the weekly podcast out and then struggled a lot since then. And so I didn't want to, at least my personal feelings on it were that um, I didn't feel like we could put out an amount of content that would justify a Patreon. Um, but I also, like doing the podcast is something that I just enjoy doing with Greg. And so I didn't want it to die or end. And so it felt like a good compromise was doing a a free podcast with a free Discord server where we're doing the comic book book club and then once a month we do a uh, a free episode where we go over the comic and then talk about the character in game. So I guess that was kind of my thoughts on it. What what did you think about about it all, Greg? No, yeah, I mean if if we're gonna be charging people money, we need to be actually like offering them something that's worth money and a super inconsistent podcast that charged people money meant that they didn't know when they were going to chart pay money. And I just, I think this is going to be a lot more fun. And the bright side is right. We're going to have our, our comic book club discord that everybody can join. And so they can shoot, you know, everybody can shoot me comic recommendations and we can all join and talk and people can, engage more quickly with us without like having to wait a week if they're not a backer. Um, and I'm really excited. I think it'll just be a fun way. And it, it feels to me, it also feels a little bit more relaxed because Mm -hmm. I'm just being a dork, uh, for fun instead of, you know, selling a, a service or a product to people. So I'm very excited. Awesome. Well, I'm, Excited for us to continue our comic book book club and for you to gush about the one we just read and for me to poo-poo it. Oh, God damn it, Jay. Not again. <laughs> I'm sorry. You I'm you sorry. you cannot help yourself. You always have to be like, Greg's going to like this and I'm going to hate it right at the beginning. And then everybody, <laughs> everybody will stop listening. You've uh, ruined the mystery, Jay. You've ruined the I mystery. Mean, is it- would there have been any mystery at this point? I mean, that you're a curmudgeon? No. <laughs> okay, exactly. I really, <laughs> the mystery is going to be whether or not I convince you to my view, point of view or not. 
by okay. the end of the show. All right. All right. So <laughs> go ahead and introduce this amazing uh, arc we just read. Okay. So we read. It has two titles. It's either called Fearful Symmetry or it's called Craven's Last Hunt. I think they avoided calling it Craven's Last Hunt for a while because that's a spoiler Spoilers. to the ending of the comic. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so it is now widely known as Craven's Last Hunt. Like I think if you went to buy a trade paperback of it, it's Craven's Last Hunt. But basically this is a story where Craven hunts down Spider-Man kills him, buries him in, like, a grave, and and then he becomes Spider-Man and tries to prove to himself that I am superior to Spider-Man. And this kind of culminates in he beats the shit out of Vermin, right, and puts Vermin in a cave. Vermin, by the way, if you don't know, is, like, a rat-like mutant. He's, he's a mutated, like, rat-like hero who is eating people. And so he beats up Vermin, and he puts Vermin in a cage, and at this point, Spider-Man wakes up, uh, goes to confront uh, Kraven, um, and Kraven's just like, no, 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 I'm not going to fight you. I've won. Um, I am better than you. I am a better Spider-Man than you are, and I'm done. Like, I'm not going to fight you. And, like, Spider-Man's, like, beating him up, and he's like, no, 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 it's okay. Um, and he really, like, Kraven releases Vermin, and... Spider, Spider-Man's like, I'm not going to let you go, Craven. Like, you're going to pay for this. And he's like, I promise you I will never hunt again. And so Spider-Man kind of like, okay. And he goes to chase Vermin. Um, he he ends up catching Vermin because he, you know, he, he tricks Vermin into, like, coming outside. And the, he's overloaded by all the lights and the traffic noises. And so he's Spider-Man, like, webs him up and turns him over to the police. Um, but while this is happening, Craven shoots himself with a shotgun and kills himself because days are over. And he has proven to himself that, like, the last challenge has been obtained. Um, and it kind of, once you know what's coming, it makes a lot of the first issue make a lot more sense where he talks about, like, you know, the end of the civilized age is over because he, he's over 70 years old um, and his parents, like, ran from, from Russia when the aristocracy was being like destroyed in Russia. And so there's a lot of this, like I found, you know, I found honor and beauty in the wilds hunting animals. And, you know, I've like, I've tested myself against all these creatures and Spider-Man's the only one left for me to conquer. And so proving that he's stronger and better than Spider-Man is basically the last challenge he could see. And so that's all he lives for. And it's fucking epic. Is it <laughs> so? Like, okay. So, first off, I will say something somewhat positive about it. So, usually, comics from this era, I'll be like, "Oh my god, the art in this is just awful." And while I don't think the art in this is good per se, at least it's not like painfully bad like a lot of comics from this era so uh hooray for that is is my positive comment for the the comic <laughs> but so i guess i have there were the art wasn't really an issue for me i did like the i think that there were issues i had with the character that probably went beyond 
the writing in this one, but also the writing in this arc, I thought was just quite bad. Um, and so I guess I, I wanted to talk about a few of those, the, the things that I thought was strange and then, um, I guess get your reaction to see if what I'm missing or, you know, et cetera. Okay. Okay. So I, first off, I, I guess there's the, um, the character himself. So obviously if this is, uh, Craven's last hunt. I'm assuming that he's in the comics before this. He's a little, his character has some establishment, et cetera. Is that correct? Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. So I guess it just kind of seemed, I like, there's a lot of things about him that I don't really understand what's going on. So first off, like the, my parents had to flee czarist russia uh, that's i think that's a pretty cool um background so kudos for that but then after that it just was like kind of confusing to me because like i didn't really understand so his his response to being from czarist russia is that he either like runs around naked beating people up or dresses as a savage so and and, and his name is craven which you, you know superhero names or villain names usually they have some sort of relation to who they are and there's there's nothing about him that ties to his name as far as i can tell yeah he is not craven it's so his, yes. his real name is sergey kravinov and so they took the kravinov and made okay. it craven I don't know why that's that. so okay. I, am, am I wrong on that, right? That he is not Craven, and his name is not and really, that is, and that is that it's a really weird choice to have his supervillain name be Craven. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be like an Americanized version of a Ru- of his Russian name. Um, that's fair. Okay. I don't. I don't really get why. I've never really. It's he's been around for so long that it's never really. Been I, I've never really questioned, questioned why he's called right, Craven sure. the Hunter. Yes. That's just his name, Jay. Jeez. Okay. Sure. Okay. Uh, yeah. Let's let's also have uh, Superman be Mister Scaredy Pants, and that'll make super sense. <laughs> I don't. Anyways. So I. What is? I assume. Hopefully, you know more about his background, but. Like why, why is he running around naked and/or in a loincloth with a spear? Okay, I don't really understand fully the how. Like, I I think it's just trying to show that he's like embracing savagery. I have never read a comic with him as where he's like this naked. Um, <laughs> like that is kind of a only in this comic thing, and it's it's kind of part of his. I think he's spiraling, right? Like he's he's going a little crazy. There's several parts that show he's he's not fully there, right? Like all the herbs he takes are affecting his mind. He's like there's the part where he's like drowning in spiders and he starts like eating them, right? Like he's like he's like I will become the spider and he's like eating handfuls of spiders 
Um, it's, it's not, he's not a sane person, but so his background is, is it basically, it's as clear. It's very clear from just this comic. That's all he is. He is a big game hunter who takes mystical herbs and serums that he found in like Africa. And he traveled the world hunting big game, looking for bigger challenges because he would like kill animals. He kills everything with his like bare hands usually. Right. He would only use a weapon as a last resort. And so he's like, ah, Spider-Man, I'm going to hunt him is basically his origin. He was a very early Spider-Man villain. Like, I think he's in issue 10 or 15 or something. And so basically what I'm getting from this is that like some Marvel creator read like the most dangerous Poe or Hunk or whatever that story is. Danger, most dangerous game. Most dangerous game. Okay, great. Uh, and then decided that they were going to turn him into a villain or that story into someone in a villain. I mean, I mean, yeah, that... kind of. Okay, sounds about right. Okay. And it it just seems it it seems kind of weird to have that stapled onto the um the the czarist Russia past, but I. I... I don't know, Jim. Whatever. I I don't have he's he's supposed to be like a nobleman who big game hunter, right? So okay. they were like, okay, he's from Russia, his name is Kravinov. I don't know. Stanley probably was like high and wrote this. <laughs> um but, the other but so, the other thing that was weird to, uh, go ahead. Sorry. You can No, you I'm can... just I'm just trying to say like his whole thing is generally he's obsessed with defeating Spider Man, right? Like he he has money. He doesn't need money. He's just like I'm gonna hunt Spider Man and beat him up. It's like that's all he wants to do. Okay, okay. So I I will confess I have not seen uh, many naked seventy year old men, but I would have never guessed that. Craven in the comics was supposed to be 70 because uh, he does not look 70. <laughs> he, he, he takes mystical herbs and serums oh, and have okay. slowed his aging. Okay. Alright? We good now? Uh, sure, sure. <laughs> mystical herbs and serums, Jay. That explains everything. Okay. Silicon so, and herbs. Sure. It's, <laughs> It's it's really it's just it's just Craven is a silly character, okay? We can we get past that? Okay. So here's okay. So Craven is a silly character, okay. Um like I I still don't really understand why the writing was so bad in this story. <laughs> and like part of what seemed especially bad to me about it was it felt like there were like so many there it felt like a lot of this comic arc spent a lot of time with craven monologuing to himself and the monologue felt like something that an edgelord writer felt like a super villain would monologue about but not not like i don't know it just it just was really weird to me like if Am I, did you get that feeling at all, or am I just, like, taking crazy pills here? I mean, I didn't feel like this was overly edgelordy, because, again, right, like, 
Craven is starting to age. He is losing his mind. He is high on his herbs and serums all the time. Um, I don't, I don't really feel like it was over the top. It was, it was definitely like almost crazy. And they, I felt like they even tried really hard to the way they did the side by side bits to kind of show like, Spider-Man is like, I'm not really Spider-Man, I'm Peter Parker, and I have a life, right? Um, and then Kraven's like, I will become the spider and transform into him, and I will feast I on mean, his enemies. And I guess maybe that's, this is, that's part of my issue as well, is that A, I didn't know how old Kraven was, I didn't know that he's evidently going crazy, but... I, I just felt like it was... It was apparent. It was, it was, maybe that's a subtext I picked up on. Yeah, maybe. It's actually I, I, intended to be there. Yeah, I mean, to, to me, so for example, here's, here's him fighting vermin. Uh, like the inner monologue that's going on during this fight is, you know, dishonored father, sainted mother, saint, stained honor. I can. I am the spider and I know in ways normal men cannot. I know. I see into things beyond things. I see the strands of fate that bind us victims to victors i am the spider and i rise up from the lower depths triumphant yeah i'm sorry that doesn't sound insane to you i i i thought that i I guess i didn't know what was exactly going on it it seemed it seemed to me like they were uh it didn't come across to me as insane so much as like this cliche of a supervillain who's like or monologuing to himself. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I could pretty easily be wrong about that. <laughs> so I, I had to pull this up, Jay, just to double check. So on page one, two, three, on page four, he talks about how he's 70 years old. Mm, okay. You, you missed it. But he's, it. he's talking about, like, there was no room in Russia for aristocrats, for culture, for honor, for human dignity. All those things were bred in my bones long before the Trotskys and Lenins dragged my homeland into the pit. Right? He's... I, I really do think this is like... This is his... And, and, and he goes like, I will die soon. I must die soon. But not yet, he says, as he's like holding a Spider-Man costume. It's... To me, it's it's very clear what's going on from, from like the fact that I've read this a couple times. And... Like, knowing that his whole plan, right, is to prove he's better than Spider-Man as his, like, final hunt. And and it's also kind of like, Craven has always kind of been, like, an honorable character, right? He's not gonna just outright murder someone he doesn't think it was fair with, right? He's, he's always doing these, like, I'm an honorable hunter kind of traps, um... And that's kind of like at the end, right? He sends the letter to the cops that admits Spider-Man didn't kill anybody. It was me. Um, so he, he, I don't know. I, I think so, I think it does a good job of showing Craven is going insane, and he knows he's like near the end of his lifespan, right? Where like maybe not his lifespan, but like he's getting old, and he knows like I I, I can't keep this up forever. I mean, I guess here's I I, I went to. Uh the page that you referenced and i guess it does say um that he was a child with one that happened 70 years ago or whatever and i guess part of why i don't know, I, I i have a hard time i guess 
<laughs> with the comics where, like, you know, Iron Man has, um, maybe that's not a good example, maybe, but, like, there's characters who have, in relation to certain historical events, you know, they should be 60 now or whatever, or 70, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, they, they still look like they're in their 20s. Yeah, you, the way Marvel does that is they have a rubber banding history. The, um, where, like, there's certain set moments in time, but, like, Iron Man, Iron Man now, like, the armed conflict he was involved in was in, like, the 90s and the Punisher, too, to, like, kind sure. of explain. Sure. No, no, not the 90s, early 2000s. Like, it's, they, they kind of stretch it, right? So. Sure. I, I don't know. I just think. That was basically, I, I had, I didn't, I guess that was what caused my confusion with it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, then the, the last part that, again, felt like bad writing to me, and, and this is maybe me missing foreshadowing, or I don't know, but, you know, it ends with Craven killing himself, and it just kind of felt out of left field to me. Mm-hmm. And I also, like, granted, I, I didn't understand enough about the character, and so I'm like, I don't understand why he did this. I don't, you know, understand what's going on. It seems like this seems very out of left field to me. Hmm. I think, I think rereading it maybe might, like, make it more apparent that it was, like, that was his plan from the beginning, mm-hmm. right? Um, his whole, like, oh, I wish I'd realized he was a good man earlier kind of thing. Where so, he's, like, helping Spider-Man up the stairs. Um, and then there's the bit about how he's talking. He's, like, thinking about his family and how, like, um, you know, trying to find honor in the jungle, blah, blah, blah. And then he's the, – the part that I've never really gotten entirely is when he says, like, they said my mother was insane. Is his last monologue part <laughs> before he kills himself. Yeah. And you're just like, huh. I don't, I don't understand that part. Like, did his mother kill him? Did I miss that? Did mom kill her, herself? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm, the, 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 I guess the other thing that, I guess you've, you've, you've said you've read this multiple times, and so maybe you can answer this, but I'm a little bit skeptical that if I went back and reread this, that I would feel like I would have a good understanding of his motivations as to why he is doing these things and then why he kills himself. Like it, it also, and, and it, there were times when I was reading it where he was going on about, yes, now I have proven myself to be a better Spider-Man than Spider-Man. Um, the, that all just seemed kind of weird as well. And so like, I didn't really understand why he was doing what he was doing or why he thought, it was so important or why he killed himself or, you know, et cetera. I, I guess I just, I, I, to me, it seemed like it's apparent. It's, it's clear. I don't know. I didn't think it was confusing, Jay. <laughs> I, I, I was like, no, I'm I just obtuse. <laughs> no, I'm just saying like to, to Craven, it all made sense, right? To Craven, it made perfect sense. Like he's at the end of his lifespan. He's an old man. He needs to accomplish his one last hunt. Um, and it was to 
hunt Spider-Man. And then it's like, well, not only hunt him, right? Because he thinks, I don't know. I, I did, I did enjoy the idea that like, he thinks a better Spider-Man is a more violent Spider-Man, right? That beats uh-huh. up everybody and intimidates like his version of Spider-Man is like Batman, right? <laughs> He's like, uh-huh. I'm going to go just beat the shit out of people really bad and like terrify my enemies into submission. And, like, he's out there being, like, terrifying. And I think that's really cool. And I like I like it a lot. Like, because it's the opposite of Spider-Man. Um, and, like, Spider-Man is Peter Parker, right? Like, they're, they're the same person. It's not, it's not Batman. It's not like, I'm going to be Spider-Man and I'm going to go save the day, right? Like, Bruce Wayne and Batman are not the same person at all. And so I liked that whole take on it. Okay. So... Can we talk about the art, Jay? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you you didn't like the art. Um. But... Okay. I would I would say. Well. Okay. That's probably can, true. Can I just say I was looking up info and reviews at the time called this art photorealistic. Oh boy. Like they really complimented this a lot. This was in 1987. This was about as good as comic book art got. Okay. Okay. I, well, I mean, like I said, I don't, I would, I would mostly categorize my, my view on the art as neutral. Okay. So, like, I don't, I don't think it's good, but I also, in comparison to some of the other <laughs> artwork we've, uh, we've read, I, it's, it's you, definitely a step up from that. You, you have definitely bounced off some of the, like, 80s comics we've yes, read too. Yes, 80s comics true. have not agreed with you. That's true. <laughs> I I want to share like there was one part where it was like the two toughs harassing Mary Jane, where uh-huh. one of them's wearing like tiny shorts and like knee high socks, uh, and yes. I was just like, I love that. I love that so much. Like <laughs> that's so dating. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, I'm watching. Uh, Bly Manor right now, and it uh, the the clothing that the the nanny wears and that is very eighties fantastic. <laughs> it's pretty great. How far are you in Bly Manor? Oh, I'm about three and a half uh, episodes in. Fun. Enjoy that. I will. All right, so. Jay, if you had to review this, you'd give it a thumbs down. Um, yeah, probably. <laughs> That's so sad. Uh, I, I'm I'm definitely a thumbs up on this. I really enjoy it. It's fun. It it's definitely like maybe overwrought at some points, but it's it's mostly that way because of Craven's monologuing, right? Where it's it's very much from Craven's point of view and showing how cuckoo he is and i love it i think it's great yeah like here's a here's another example um of the monologuing so he has he's just killed spider-man and donned the the spider suit and he says i am craven i've slain the spider become him i have hunted as the spider hunts consumed the spider's prey i have proven myself as superior in every way no almost every way the pride Final proof comes, um, which uh, again just 
seemed like a really weird monologue to me, but <laughs> because he's going crazy, he's like he's already got that crazy like you know he's a very old like aristocratic crazy person who's high on herbs and serums. <laughs> he's high as fuck, Jay. <laughs> All right, well. <laughs> Um, I guess what, uh, is there anything else we want to talk about with Ark before we move on to talking about him in game? I mean, I just, I think it's a really, it's considered one of the most important, like, Spider-Man arcs, and it, it was definitely coming out in, like, the late 80s when comics started to, like, kind of swing towards more mature ideas, and... I mean, maybe it's not perfect, but I think it's a really fun arc with Craven. And um, I will say, it apparently got a lot of flack for like fetishizing suicide at yeah, the time. Yeah. And so there's actually a sequel where Spider-Man has to deal with Craven's ghost. And it's like, I don't, I don't think that makes it better. <laughs> I think that makes it worse, guys. But. Yeah, I there I was definitely like, oh, that they ended the comic that way, and I don't really know why because I don't know that we needed that. But yeah, yep. All right, well, let's let's talk about Craven in game. Let's do it. I'm really excited. I like Craven a lot. Okay. All right. So Craven's a three threat. Uh, he is. Pretty standard in his, like, main stats. He's 5 stamina, he medium moves, size 2. His defenses are 3-3-3. He has 2 cost 0 attacks, which is really unique. I think he's the only one with that. Um, His first one is Kukri Strike, which is a range 2. 5 dice, 0 cost, like I said. It only generates 1 power. Um, After the attack is resolved, the target character gains bleed. And then it has Wild Elusive, so after the attacker's resolved, he can advance short, um, so he can, like, stab you with his knife and then walk away. Um, he has Spear Thrust as his other attack, which is, like, that's what he's holding in his hands. I like that they're just like, yeah, it's his two weapons. So Spear Thrust is range three, but it's only four dice. Uh, so Spear Thrust is, after the attacker's resolved, you gain power equal to damage dealt. So it's his, his second attack is his builder. Um, if he already attacked the target during its activation with a Kukri strike, Spear Thrust goes up to seven dice. So it goes from a a four dice, you add three. So that's pretty cool. So you can stab them and then get a big Spear Thrust. Um, And then it says, if this character has advanced or been placed during its activation this turn, after this attacker's resolved, it may advance medium. So ideally what you want, right, is you do a Kukri strike and you get elusive and you make a tiny advance, right? to where you're within range three, then you can do a big spear stab, and then you get to advance medium as well. So any character that can do two attacks and two movements, I think is pretty cool. So I I like that a lot about him. Um, He has two superpowers that if you have, so they cost two and five, and I, I, I say if you have five power, you want to use both of them every single turn. I think they're really good. Um, the first one's called Corner the Beast, and you choose an enemy character within three of him, and then that character will take a damage every time they advance or climb, and if they have Wall Crawler, they lose it, because he hates spiders. Um, his other attack is Expert Tra- his other 
superpower is Expert Tracker, which is three power, and basically you choose an enemy character, and there's no range on this, and allied characters roll one additional attack die when targeting it. I Or this round. So it's just, everybody rolls one extra. I think it's really good. Um, and then he has a, a superpower that's always active called Elixir of Calypso. Um, it's basically just, he can reroll one attacker defense die. So his 3 through 3 defenses are a little bit better, and then his attacks are also a little bit better. Um, he's, he's just a really solid 3 threat. I would say that, that is accurate, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think him being in spider foes is really good. I think he's a, he's a very solid spider foe, especially now that green goblins about to be eroded to be much more useful. Um, he is like, let's see a lot. The two spider foe cards right now don't really affect him. Um, he does have a really cool team tactic card, um, that is also unplayably bad. It's it's one of my favorite cards, but uh, he has a card called Fearful Symmetry, which is if Craven the Hunter KOs an enemy Peter Parker, if there's no Peter Parker in your squad, Craven Hunter <laughs> can transform into core box version of Spider-Man, and you replace his stat card with Spider-Man's, and you move everything over to it, and then Spider-Man is in your squad. <laughs> so, it's so silly, but they put the comic we just read into the game as a team tactic card, Jay. Doesn't that make you love the comic more? Totally, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. What do you think of Craven the Hunter, besides he's just a solid three-pointer? Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's accurate. I think the one thing that's interesting is I read um, Mark G. Rose write up about spider foes mm -hmm. and he's he's been playing in the tts league and he's undefeated and one of his build choices that i thought was quite interesting is that he doesn't have um craven or mysterio in his spider foes list and part of the reason why is because he's essentially he he has other three-point characters that he thinks are going to get taken more often. Um, so, for example, he likes Doc Ock to be able to do well-laid plans or... Lizard uh, is also really good. Yeah. yeah, Lizard is another another popular one. And so it is... I, I do think it's interesting that there's uh, quite a bit of competition in... Uh, the, the, the three-point characters in for Spider-Foes? Yeah, Spider-Foes is a weird affiliation because they have a lot of really good characters at three and four points. I think every Spider-Foe is three or four points. And I think that might be one of the issues with Kraven is that competing against Doc Ock, who has well-laid plans attached to him, and a Lizard is a, an incredible tank. Right. Um, so I can see that. It's it's sad for me to hear you say that. Like, <laughs> I want I want Craven to be more played, but yeah, there needs to be a card that incentivizes you to bring more spider foes. But none of the spider foes cards need you to have more than three spider foes, right? So you're gonna optimize, right? You're gonna take a, a maybe a a Valkyrie or, or a, 
a Shuri, someone who's offering something different. Um, are, are there any things that you think would, uh, tips or tricks with him? I mean, really, it's just that, like, you, you want him to be able to use both of his attacks to get maximum move. Um, and so when I've been playing him, I, oh, Craven the Hunter is in Criminal Syndicate too. I forgot about that. Um, so Craven might be a more useful criminal syndicate, criminal syndicate character. Um, but so what I've been doing with him is I've been trying to play him on like close scenarios so that he can try to contest or interact with two of them because he has so much movement. Um, but he also kind of does feel like a, almost like a Killmonger character where he wants to attack the same character twice to get the bonus on them, um, and to generate power so that he can maybe use more of his superpowers. Um, I haven't played him in Criminal Syndicate, but I think he might really shine there as a, a frontline Criminal Syndicate character that can get to, um, get to an objective while also like chipping away and attacking people. Cause I think being able to, you know, attack twice and still move small and medium is pretty advantageous in Criminal Syndicate where you often want to like send a character to another location to control it. And I don't think any of the other Criminal Syndicate characters have as much movement as him, except maybe crossbones when he's being attacked. Yeah. Would you would you ever consider using Fearful Symmetry, Jay, in a real game? <laughs> no, no. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's so funny to me that they made a card that they were just like, this is really cool, but you're never going to, you're not going to use it, really. Like, you're not going to use it competitively. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Um. Like, even if spiders become really popular, it's still not worth it. Um, I, any, I guess any, any ideas or suggestions on, on playing against Craven? Um, I think you just don't want to let him get the Kukri strike. So staying out of range. That's, that's another issue I have with him is that if you stay out of the Kukri strike, it kind of stops the, the, the most fun movement shenanigans. Um, but even then, if he gets to attack, wait. If he gets to attack with his spear twice, he just moves medium twice, doesn't he? Oh no, only if they've advanced or been placed. So if if you're out of two, it basically forces him to advance, spear thrust, and then you get a medium advance. So but even then, like as the Craven player, I'm not sure I would be so upset about that. Because I'm still getting my movement to score my points. Um I, I just think it, it, when, when you're playing Craven, it's he because he's a three cost and he's relatively easy to kill like that would be something i would try to do um i i there was uh someone questioning whether if you expert tracker someone and then knock out craven like expert tracker is still on the board because those abilities don't like just go away uh-huh. so that's pretty cool. so corner of the beast and expert tracker will last even if you knock out craven so mm-hmm. um that's kind of a cool that possibility so like craven activating first isn't much of a disadvantage to him if he's trying to like use his corner of the beast and expert tracker i i like it i i think craven's a really solid three-pointer um you know if if mark says that there's better three-pointers i don't think i have the play experience competitively to argue with that but i definitely well say he's he's a stronger criminal syndicate than he is a spider foe it's also um the TTS league is it, things are going to be changing up some. So like he he went into things with a plan, and so he would 
do things like, okay, I'm going to try to force um, the, in, I'm blanking on the name, but the Infinity Stones, the the five, um, you're, you're picking up five shards. Infinity but, Formula? Yeah, Infinity Formula. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he, his enemy's getting some damage from, from holding the stones, and then he plays uh, well-laid plans and, and that you know, forces them to drop them, knocks out or dazes some people, etc. And so, mm-hmm. but, you know, when you are in the new world that we have upcoming, where, you know, first there's the question of whether or not you're even going to be picking uh, the extracts, and then there's yeah. the question of it's just a one in three at that point instead of a two in three. Um, it, it's, it, I guess it's an example of how that might change up some of the um, character selections or roster choices that people make. So. Yeah, that's fair. And so maybe Craven will be a better choice based on the scenario. Sure. Yeah. I'm excited to see where the game kind of swings. Yeah, me too. I agree. I'm kind of sitting here wondering if Craven might be a fun web warrior with all his movement and because being able to like, corner expert tracker somebody during a web all webbed upturn wouldn't that be fun yeah <laughs> just throwing three dice extra on all the attacks <laughs> i like it i want to do that well um do you have any other uh thoughts on things on craven yeah no i think he's he's a really solid character um it's it's funny to me because I really do think competitively he might be outshined by Lizard um, as a, as a Spider Foe uh, as the three cost one, but I really do think he's he's a very solid character, um, and I, you know I would definitely want to play him uh, in Criminal Syndicate some more before I can comment on that specifically, but like I think he's got a lot of game, so awesome. All right. Well, I talk guess about we, next week. Yeah, let's let's talk about that. Yeah. So, um, so next week we're going to be reading Carnage USA. Um, Carnage USA is a five uh, issue miniseries. Um, and please, you know, bef- even before you hear the next episode, like hop into Discord, share what you think with us, and um, yeah, let us know. How, what you think of the change. Uh, if you want to tell me what comic or character we should do next, lay it on me. I want to hear it all. Awesome. Uh, what's, what's your prediction on, uh, if we, if, if I'm going to like the Carnage one, Greg? Oh, you will love it, Jay. You're going to love it. How much do you love Blood and Gore? Oh, uh, eh, eh. Yeah. Well, you'll love it, Jay. Oh, You're going to okay, love great. Carnage USA so much. I'm excited. There's no edgelordiness <laughs> at all in a Carnage comic. <laughs> Correct. I, yes. Yeah, that makes sense. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do remember, like, I enjoyed the art a lot. It, it was, like, it actually almost photorealistic with, like, really good shading, so... It's well, very like it. You know what? Honestly, it's it's very appropriate we we reread this in in October because it's it's a very decent like Halloween comic. Oh, good. Yeah, very horror movie aesthetic. Nice. I do love 
a good horror movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everybody watch Midnight Mass. Yes. So yes, good. It is. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Greg. You're the best. No, Jay, you're the best. Aw. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, stay tuned next month. Uh, join our Discord. Where can, where can people find the link to join the Discord, Greg? Uh, I post it in in Facebook every once in a while. So it's it's posted awesome. on our Facebook account. Okay. All right. Thank you, everyone. Let us know what you think. And until next time. Yeah. Thank you.